This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. I'm JP. Uh, Shane is currently on his way back from, I believe, Texas, where he um, was doing a mountain bike race. Um, and Ben is kind of MIA. Um, we had a group chat. I don't know if he was going to be able to make it on or not. So I know it's been a while since we released an episode, like close to two weeks, and it's the off season. So not a lot has been happening so far, but I thought, hey, maybe I'll get on and do something on my own for now. And maybe we'll get back to recording an episode with all of us this week sometime, whatever it is. And hopefully you guys missed us. Um, I know usually we start off with uh, doing all the socials and everything. I'll leave that till the end of the podcast. Just kind of get into um, some stuff that's kind of been on my mind. And that is heading into the off season. We always kind of look at what the season was. And that is, I didn't play much disc golf, uh, partially due to being busy with uh, kids sports and activities, work. I didn't have a, a sub as at my job. I'm a mail carrier. Um, I took some took the rather light load of playing disc golf as well because of shoulder injury, which I've mentioned multiple times um, on the podcast. And that kind of got me thinking about as well um, limitations physically, mentally about being able to compete anymore. And so I really only played, I think it was two tournaments, um, one in the spring and then one a couple weeks ago, not even, yeah, maybe about two weeks ago when we last recorded or somewhere around there um, in the fall. And I had originally planned to play Ledgestone, which is late August, and um, some things came up and I I, I couldn't um, due to time or uh, some funds. I couldn't get a hotel. All that stuff came up. And so it got me thinking the past couple days, really, of what it means as we get older, you know, whether we're juniors or moving up in age and age restricted or, you know, whatever division you, it is you play. And I know mentally I feel good about being on the course. Um, you know, I, I can plan my shots. I can, um, look at, you know, the basket and think, Hey, this is a makeable putt. Um, you know, going into things with a game plan or, or whatever, it is, but things that are holding me back might be physical. And, you know, um, even though you're mentally there, the physical part about telling your body about what you're capable of doing is a, t- a totally different idea. So I, I look at this year as kind of like, not like a wasted year, but a like kind of incomplete, right? I wanted to be able to compete at the highest level, like going into the last tournament, um, you, 
I just, I have a plan because I've played it numerous years, six years uh, playing out of the seven or eight that, um, you know, minus the COVID year. And so going in, um, I mentioned this last time we recorded, you know, felt good. Just knowing the course helps a lot um, playing it those years. You know, you can, I can visualize going in to playing and, you see the basket. It's like, yes, I know I can throw this 300 foot, you know, Heiser shot Anheuser shot, whatever it is, or, you know, take out your disc and it's a, a fairway driver or it's your distance driver that you rely on and feel confident about the shot. But then mechanically breaking down or whatever it is, um, just not ending up being able to, put things together. And so this year, a lot of disc golf I was playing actually turned out to be uh, more recreational. Um, I wasn't even competing in leagues as much. I maybe made it to two or three league nights, you know, uh, like a random draw doubles because we don't really have singles around this way and feeling good. And, you know, same thing. I just don't know physically about being able to make those uh, sh shots that I, that I used to. So the, it's kind of in the back of my mind lately about what it means to be competitive. You know, everybody kind of has a pride thing about how they see themselves um, in whatever sport it may be, you know, and it's always hard to say, wow, you know, look at where you have been, you know, from a younger age, maybe it's your teens when you started, maybe older, whatever it is. And you kind of have a retrospective of through the years of, oh man, like I used to be able to do this so much more easy or putting was so much easier. You know, I was able to get those 40 footers or, you know, circle two putts. And then all of a sudden you're kind of like, oh, my range isn't there or your drives aren't just getting as far as they are, even though you're maybe you're mechanically sound. And so this year, I, I'm probably looking at kind of the same load, like not really taking time away but enjoying those casual rounds a little more, like just being out, not being as competitive and then playing fewer tournaments like I have. But at the same time, being a sponsored player by Door Disc, we have um, you know, obligations as team members. It's, you know, you're going to compete in, so many tournaments, um, you know, social media obligations, those types of things. And, you know, I, I think, gosh, looking at tournaments or, you know, competing, I'm not holding up that end of the bargain, right? You know, um, I don't know how many people listen to this that are sponsored by, you know, a local shop or a disc manufacturer or a smaller team, whatever it is, you know, you have those obligations that, you have to uphold for your sponsorship. Um, and then there's the, uh, their end, you know, like whatever they're providing you is, you know, you come to an agreement, you know, you sign a contract or have a verbal agreement about 
whatever that is. So, um, I don't know, that's another conversation to be had down the road as far as being on a team, because I enjoy the team aspect, being on a team, um, having the group, the camaraderie, um, you know, just that interaction with people that aren't necessarily even in our area. We have members on the team that are, uh, you know, Milwaukee, Green Bay. I mean, DoorDisc is trying to reach, you know, as far as it can, like, you know, like every, any company, they're trying to grow um, along with the sport and help promote, promote the sport of disc, disc golf. And so, you know, through Instagram, social media, um, the podcast, um, this is the way that I and Shane and Ben um, reach out. You know, we have so many people that listen or subscribe um, and, you know, we get numbers for that and everything. And then, you know, maybe it's, it's growing, you know, podcasts, you look at media now, um, things come and go, fall by the wayside. You know, I was looking on social media the other day and there's a number of podcasts that have popped up, but maybe for whatever reason, you know, they've dropped by the side and we've been here for almost, for almost two years now. And um, thank you to all our dedicated listeners that have been listening to us. Um, so yeah, I just threw, so basically what it comes down to for, for me this off season is how do I see myself moving forward in the sport of disc golf? Um, and so basically, um, gosh, I'm saying I'm a lot, I shouldn't do that. Basically what it is, is me kind of taking a lesser role, but also trying to make sure I can get as healthy as possible. And so I have set up myself a little kind of like home gym, if you will, down in the basement of, of my house in the, in the dungeon with all the kids toys and everything. And I have a, a jump box, um, kettlebell, uh, some, some weights, jump rope, um, a TRX, which is like a band system where you can adjust the straps and do everything. And my, my main goal for this off season is to get myself in better shape and hopefully, um, you know, get my, my shoulder back. And I think, you know, a lot, a lot of, for a lot of people looking at the off season, it's always this, I can do better, whether it's putting, whether it's driving, you know, setting up something in the basement so you can um, measure some kind of success or, you know, recording your form, getting out, whatever it is, at least for us in the, in the Midwest, when it's getting colder, I know down South, you know, out West, you might be able to play tournaments. You might be able to play a little more getting out for us in the colds, a little, a little different, putting on the layers, putting on the wool socks, getting out there, not getting the uh, full range of motion that we're accustomed to in the nicer, in the nicer months, months. Um, so that's just what I'm looking at, you know, and I'm sure for anybody that's a pro or a touring player, they're probably just finishing up some of their tournaments after these, uh, after the pro tour, you know, there's always a couple, maybe some A tiers, lesser A tiers, uh, B and C tiers, wherever they're going, or they're taking some time off and getting that rest and relaxation before realizing, Hey, 
okay, maybe I'm switching companies. Maybe I'm, you know, planning ahead for whatever goals it is you have for the season or, you know, I don't know. I'd love to talk to more pros to get an idea of what they actually do in preparation. Obviously there's scheduling tours or, you know, reaching, yeah, contract extensions, whatever it is, you know, there's, there's also sports agents, there are agencies now popping up that help them with all that. So maybe that's a little off the books, you know, they don't have to worry about that as much when they have people looking out for them. But yeah, that's just uh, kind of my opening monologue for today, I guess. So just me looking at what was for this past season, what I'm looking for in the future and kind of having the mindset of not necessarily taking time away, but just maybe dedicating less time to um, a sport I still love. Um, I love still watching it. I love getting out and just watching discs, whether it's in the field or, you know, messing around, whatever, whatever it is. Um, that's kind of what it looks like for me. So that's what I have to say about that. Now we'll get into, um, I asked some questions on Instagram the other day. Um, just a couple like small things. I'd like to try to reach out and get, um, get some more feedback from listeners, anybody that's on there as far as ideas. I did this a little while ago too, about what you'd like listeners want to hear or see. It's kind of got a couple of things where it was like, Oh, we'd like to see more kind of disc reviews or comparisons to, um, for certain companies or so if you want to submit like some discs or any kind of disc, uh, review that you would like us to hear that we've probably thrown or want us to throw, that'd be amazing. We heard something about, um, more local tournaments to our area, which at this time, uh, things are kind of winding down, but that's definitely something we can work into next season. Like we don't want to be too local. We do want to keep it more widespread to accommodate everybody. But I do understand that we, um, you know, there's a lot of local listeners that would do care about, you know, the local A tier, B tier, C tier in our area. And so with that, um, the, the questions I asked just the other day on um, Instagram, and thank you to those people that got back to us and um, answered. So the first question I asked was, what is a disc that you recently added to the bag that um, helped you this season? And then what was the disc that it replaced? So first one was from KJM Disc, and he said, the LSD Ranger, and it replaced my MD3. Okay, that's a pretty even swap, I would say, as far as uh, type of disc. Um, but, you know, plastic-wise, I don't know what plastic you're throwing your MD3 in, um, but 
I mean, the Ranger is a great disc. So hat, hats off to you for switching it up. Next one we got was from Mike DiMatteo. He said, the Berg, um, it didn't replace anything, and I wanted to hate it in the worst way, but it's so good. And he says he has a few big throw-ins. And I could see the Berg being a really good addition to people's bags. Um, it's got the low glide, low speed, pretty much lands laser where you want it, laser flat. Um, I don't know if it's the Berg or the Berg Axe. I haven't thrown a Berg Axe. I think Shane has one. But I'm tempted. I've thrown the burger a number of times. Not really a disc for me. I like the feel of the K1 plastic for castaplast discs. I think it's one of the best plastics out there. But um, yeah, not for me. But I'm glad the Berg is working out for you, Mike. And then from Team Disc Golf, which Disc Frolf, I'm sorry, uh, VIP Maiden. So I don't know if this is um, Team Disc Golf. Frolf is uh, Joe Paulson and Jake Paulson. Um, team door disc so vip vip maiden um i use a maiden thrower for kind of a while um not vip i had the origio which i used for putting but um it's kind of a putter slut so that was <laughs> bouncing in between putters here and there and uh the maiden's actually really great a little bit of a shallower feel uh, a little bit of a bead on the bottom um but if you're a trilogy fan uh, I would highly recommend a Maiden if you're looking for for a neutral putter. I think it's three speed, three glide, zero uh, turn, and one fade. I haven't touched one in a while, but terrific disc. Um, next one is from Jay Peterson 2322 and he said, Castaplas Svia. It replaced my weak-ass forehand. <laughs> All right. Svia is also a really great disc uh relatively understable neutral to understable um i've thrown it a number of times in the k1 plastic as well um i liked it you know it, it could hold a line um i never really threw it on forehand i used it for turnovers or just hyzer flips because it's a really easy hyzer flip disc and i could see how for a forehand where it's you know you don't have the greatest power maybe you're not a power forehand where maybe you're more finesse it's a great disc to learn um for forehand and then the last response was oh i lost it real quick uh throwing mitt this is from dike mess uh throwing mid-ranges for everything but distance drivers couldn't um i think that's as far as i could go and then he also put down uh, S-Line FD. So I don't know if that's the new FD or an older run uh, Innova FD. But um, yeah, I think knowing your limitations, um, but maybe also working on getting to that distance driver or fairway driver um, distance and comfort comfortability and working our way up to the uh, distance drivers um, is a great way to get after it. You know, um, it's, it's tough because, you know, you, you want to reach for those distance drivers because they have the max potential to get you that distance. But at the same time, if you're not getting the disc up to speed and you can get those slower discs almost as far, or maybe you're throwing a little nose up or whatever it is, do it, you know, whatever you feel most comfortable for, whatever you can get your game, 
um, to feel the best for you, do it until you're comfortable with those distance drivers or, you know, find a distance driver that's the, you know, other understable or, a you know, like a nine speed, 10 speed type of distance driver, um, high end fairway that you can use. I think that's a great way to go about it. So the next question I had asked was, what is a disc that you wanted to put in your bag, but it just didn't work out for you? And for me this year, um, there was a couple discs that I tried. One of them was the vanilla from Clash Discs. When it first came out, I was hyped about it. Um, unfortunately I got one of the first ones. It was, it's white. Um, I think the 11, the numbers on on it are 11, five minus two, one, but it was way more overstable than what I was hoping for. So, um, I have a wave. It's the new, I, it was a lighter weight special edition in the low one fifties, mid one fifties. Um, I since recently removed that and put in the Simon Lazat uh, Neutron D-Glow commemorative wave. And it feels great, grippy. Um, you know, the fission can get a little slick a little, sometimes. Um, not, you know, better in the wind. So I put that in. But the, yeah, the vanilla was a disc that I was like, oh man, I really want this to work. And it was just a little more overstable. I could have worked with it for a while to get it beaten into that understability but I just, it just didn't jive with me. Um, so that was one. And then also the Clash discs, sorry, Clash, uh, Cinnamon was another disc. It was kind of one of those discs that I was um, looking for a neutral nine speed. Um, I'd throw, kind of been in and out of the bag with that speed for a while. And so I, I like the CD2, the, uh, Roaming Thunder 2, the um, Dana Vici disc from, excuse me, uh, Discmania. And I had that in and out, and they're kind of hard to come by. So I took a lot of my Innova Discmania, Innova made Discmania stuff out of the bag. And so I eventually decided to bag the uh, new CD1. It's pretty much the same disc, uh, C line plastic. They eventually, you know, came with the S line, which I didn't try. Another disc I wanted to try out was the uh, DD. Um, never picked one up though, so I might get check that out at a later time. So a couple of responses here that we got. Same thing from Joe. He said the Latitude sixty four Honor, good disc, just didn't add anything for me, and that's fair enough. You know, that's one of those discs that um in the grand Pla royal grand plastic i believe um over speed kind of like the firebird um latitude 64 disc and maybe came down to hand feel maybe whatever it was but um i haven't thrown one personally but if you have somebody out there uh let me know what you think about it or let us know what you think about it and um yeah Okay, and the next one is from KJM Disc. He said, LSD Lariat just ended in a weird spot um, 
from my other molds, you know, other that my other molds covered. That's also a fair assessment, I think. I tried the Lariat and it was a disc I wanted to like as well. And hand feel for me was a little different than some of the other ones. And, you know, they had the Alpha and the Bravo and I tried both and the plastic, yeah, just didn't jive with me. Um, I do have thrown, you know, a number of molds in that plastic, but in the Alpha and the Bravo. Um, but yeah, the Lariat was just a disc that, you know, I went out and tried in a field with a lot of other discs and just didn't make it. That's all there is to it. So thank you for the responses on these uh, questions that I'd asked. I'll try to put out, you know, some more feeler questions like this, get some more user created um, stuff for the podcast through our Instagram. Or if you want to submit anything, uh, you can always go through the DoorDisc site, uh, email us, throw at DoorDisc.com. So next thing I'll get into real quick is uh, thrower, hanger, flipper. And so since the last time uh, we recorded the show, I purchased or pre-ordered, I should say, the Castaplast, or not Castaplast, MVP uh, Gyro Palooza box. And I think there's a pretty good amount of hype um, for these boxes now with the thoughts that maybe a time-lapse, the new um, stock run could be there or, you know, maybe a prototyped, you know, like a lab second prototype or something could be in there. So the box itself comes with 11 discs this year. And I don't know if any of you other, any of the listeners have actually um, bought one or pre-ordered it or, or are hyped for it as the hype, you know, as high as it is. Um, there's five kind of original molds or five like molds that are coming in every box that you know of. And then there's six um, other discs. There's four going to be four lab seconds and then two pro shop molds. So the six, the discs that are coming for sure are the Eclipse R2 Neutron Envy. R2 is the recycled plastic. It's the black um, flight plate with the, and it's going to have glow outer mold, which is pretty sick. So the stamp for that's pretty nice. Um, Eclipse R2 Neutron Hex. Um, a lot of people like the Hex. Uh, that's a disc that didn't really work for me. Hand feel, it's a little shallow. Um, great flight, but it just didn't work out for me. Next one is the Eclipse R2 Neutron Crave. And then the last, so that's the next, that's for R2. And then one of the bigger additions is everybody went crazy this year for the glitch. And so they are coming out with an eclipse glitch, not a full eclipse, just an, just, uh, just an eclipse. So I think people are hoping that maybe it's a little more overstable, but the hype for this disc when it first came out was crazy. And so I'm sure that this is one of the main reasons that people will be buying this box is to get their hands on this eclipse glitch which personally for me yeah that's one of the main reasons i'm going for it and then the next one is the 
new James Conrad disc, the Neutron Detour. So this is a disc that's going to be kind of in between the hex and the uplink, which is pretty understable. Um, the numbers on this are 5-5-2-1. Five, five, um, there's videos of James throwing it, I believe, at uh, Maple Hill. He's out with Kevin Jones, I think, and they asked him, you know, is that the detour? And he's like, yeah, you know, it, it flies really good. And it's a disc that I am genuinely looking forward to. I throw the... Um, Origin, this meaning Origin. Um, I was throwing the Geo. I've upgraded and I have a Lux that I got in a mystery box. But I would think that these two, those two discs, the Neutron Detour and the Origin, are going to be pretty similar. So I just want to get a feel for it, um, and I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked on getting this box. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely probably going to throw. The detour, um, I might throw the glitch. We'll see, although it could be a pretty good collector's item. And then the, the R2 discs being black, I just don't see as as throwers. They're going to be too hard to find. The Eclipse rims are awesome. So that's what I think I'm just going to have to hold on to those and not have those be throwers. Okay. So the next order of businesses, um, this weekend, the NAGT championships, um, happened and that happened down at, uh, in Austin, Texas, uh, Roy G Guerrero course, um, two other courses as well. I forgot what the other two were. Um, just going to go over some of the winners here real quick. Um, in MA1, we got Corbin Milchensky, minus 21. Um, he was a nine-stroke winner over Lauren Buderbau. Coming in, tying for third was Jeffrey, Jeffrey Roy and Cooper Johnson. And in fifth place, Samuel Park. So those are the top five at the NADGT championships now i don't know what the winners actually won if what kind of payout or anything like that i do believe uh, you know a winner has shown up on you know a tour stop here or there or you see them competing along the way in some of these tour you know on the pdga tour or the dgpt down the way so Congratulations there. And then the FA1 winner is a name that you might have heard about on social media, uh, Rebecca Minnick. She won with a plus 20 over four rounds, and she beat her next competitor in second place, Kimberly Dickerson, at a plus 22. Coming in third is Emma Kudrick, plus 23. And then tied for fourth, Samantha Bonacci, plus 24, and Ashton Weberly, plus 24. So congratulations there. MA40 winner was Landon Williams with a minus 8. Uh, FA40 winner with a plus 26, Brenda Wil Wiltgen. 
and that's where we'll head off there. I know there was coverage this weekend, I believe, on Disc Golf Network. I didn't really have a chance to watch it um, at all, just being busy with work and family obligations and whatnot. But, congrats, um, you know, as an amateur to win that, that's a really big accomplishment. And, you know, that's the platform to kind of springboard yourself into possibly, you know, competing full-time or part-time on, on tour. You know, you know, you have the skills um, to get there. It's about putting in the time and committing. So good luck to the winners and whatever you do. Um, that's really all I have for tonight. It's kind of weird being on here on your own little solo round action. Um, so yeah, check out door underscore disc underscore golf or night underscore owl underscore or night underscore owls underscore pod on, uh, Instagram. Those are our handles. Um, you can also find a door disc golf on YouTube door disc golf, uh, YouTube page. There's videos up there, a couple disc reviews, maybe a round or two, you know, um, they're trying to get that out there a little more. And then doordisc.com for all your disc golf needs. I haven't stopped in the shop or I haven't talked to anybody um, from there since the tournament. Um, I know they got a big Innova restock. They got a big Clash Discs restock with like fudges, candies, honeys. Um, you know, a lot of the... With Innova, it was like a bunch of the Halo molds, Beasts, uh, Halo Firebird, Leopard 3, Rock 3, uh, Aliens, Nexus, DX, Star, Aliens. So that's what's going on at the shop. I'll probably get the lowdown from Shane another day. So this is a bit of a shorter episode just being me. Um, doesn't seem like there's too much buzz off-season-wise, yet. Um, if you listen to any of the other podcasts, you may have heard that, uh, you know, someone had snuffed out that maybe um, Chris Dick, or uh, Chris Clemens could be on the move because he changed his uh, social media handle from DD Clemenade to DG Clemenade. And that, but um, I noticed that when I went on there the other day, he still had dynamic discs down in his bio as, as his sponsor, but that doesn't mean that he couldn't be moving. And then somebody else the other day, I think Gannon Burr had a, uh, a live video and Alden Harris was wearing a disc mania jersey, you know, from the president's cup or what, you know, doesn't mean anything, you know, he's just wearing it, you know, who knows, you know, things will get flushed out here, you know, moving further on. We've already discussed, you know, the names earlier in a couple of the episodes of, you know, where we thought people were moving, uh, you know, who deserves a big contract, all that. We know that there's big names out there. They're going to get paid. They're going to move. Um, Eagle McMahon, you know, another one of those big names where contracts up, but I have a feeling that just coming off of shoulder surgery, you know, major shoulder surgery after his, uh, video that he tried to do with Jomez uh, 
probably not moving on. You know, he's not going to be touching a disc for a while. So I think he's going to be pretty comfortable there going into the offseason, staying with the company. I mean, he's the biggest name for Discmania until they sign somebody else, perhaps. So that's just my thoughts there. So thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoy the content, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and uh, share us with uh, anybody else who you think would like to listen to, you know, would enjoy our our podcast. So um, on behalf of Shane and Ben, deuces in the toilet. See you next time.